In today's episode, we are having a girl chat. We're chatting about all the things that have come up over the last month. I am not going to go through the typical questions that I ask myself each month. So if you want to know those five questions, go back to episode seven in the show notes and you'll see them and you can hear through you know, what I process as a reflection every month. But today we're talking about a list of things that have come up through the podcast and really just what's on my heart. So we're talking seasons of heart. We're talking the load of motherhood and venting with friends. We're talking finding answers on your health and lemon water and my winter skincare routine and the stigma around therapy with different generations and my book recommendations because I read eight to nine books in November, which was very unexpected. So let's head into today's episode. Welcome to the Being Better Everyday podcast, where we make your days more peacefully productive while you're juggling all the things. I'm your host, Julie Wenslick, a millennial mom, finance professional, and founder of PW Designs. I know that as a mom, business owner, corporate girly, or a combination of all three like myself, sometimes life can feel like a lot. With the simplicity and systems and being better every day, we create habits and routines that support your life, create calm in the chaos, and put the you back in your everyday. Grab those headphones, put on your shoes, and join me on a walk while we dig in to today's episode. In today's episode, we're having a girl chat. It's where we get cozy and I give you a peek into the life behind the business. So welcome. If you are new, my name is Julie and I'm a full-time working mom in corporate America and business owner in the cracks of the day. By day, I help organizations manage and design their retirement plans to create a successful path for retirement for their employees. By night, I'm a mom and owner of PNW Designs. I'm here to create habits, systems, and routines to help you be intentionally productive without the overwhelm. Why am I so passionate about it? Because without those systems, I wouldn't be able to grow my design business and fuel my passion. Today, we're chatting about all the things. If you want to know about the five questions I ask myself each month to reflect, head back to episode seven. I won't be going in depth on those today as much because I have a list of other things we definitely need to talk about. One of the themes that came up for me this month is seasons of heart. I'm incredibly grateful for the mild fall that we have as it has allowed my husband to keep working for the entire month. He owns a lawn care company and he's typically done the second week of November. As you're listening to this, he is about five days done from being working, but generally he got three to four weeks in more than he normally would have. But inevitably, with owning a business, things go sideways. During the month, Matt's only lawnmower literally blew up at a job, and his other equipment kept breaking down, making the days longer and more frustrating. He is an amazing partner, but for me, my corporate job is also stressful in November, so between the two of us, it felt like we were ships passing in the night. The average day, I would get up with Danny at like 7.15 and get her ready because you know how toddlers have preferences? Well, Danny is like, only mommy can get her dressed, only mommy can get her ready, and then she loves her makeup with me, which is kind of cute. But also, you know, when I need to get out the door, it's a little exhausting. So I would get her ready, and then he would leave to take her to daycare around 7.45. I would then pick her up between 4 and 5, and then he would roll in around 6 p.m. I would then have dinner ready, and he would be like, so while I'm cooking dinner, he showers off from the day, And then after we eat, he would take over primary parenting around 6.30 or 7 so that I could plug in my business. And I'm usually doing that in a different room just from, again, if I'm in the room, my daughter is all over me. So I will always take a break for book and bed. But then by the time my daughter goes to bed, I'm falling asleep as well because girl is a night owl and mommy is not. I have felt like since we got back from California, we've barely seen each other 
and it's just hard. So if you haven't instituted some sort of structured date time, here's a reminder to do that because at the end of November, we wanted a date and it's exactly what we needed. Even with one kid, somehow we end up being ships passing in the night. And certainly we could prioritize it more, but at the same time, we're juggling a lot of things and other things take priorities, right? So having that structured daytime is definitely super helpful for us. And I'm not going to lie, like sometimes the season also makes me super resentful because of you know, things that are going on. And good friendships keep me in check with that. Matt loves his business and his way of supporting our family. And as much as it's embarrassing to admit, I can get a little selfish with the time that I get as the quote breadwinner. A friend of mine reminded me that we are all doing what we can and he is a great partner. Matt doesn't listen to this podcast, although he should. I'm going to say it anyway. Thank you, Matt, for being a great partner, dad, and husband. Enough mushy. So Speaking of motherhood, one of the, as I mentioned, I had a conversation with my friend about this. I'm somebody who gets extremely impatient with texting. I will read something and then I forget and it just takes a lot longer to type versus speak. And clearly I like talking. So I love Voxer. And for that reason, a lot of my friends and I can talk and go through and process what we're feeling in kind of a safe space and learn about our commonalities. And like I said, she is somebody who I have a couple of people I talked to about this, but um, one of my friends has been in the position where she has been the breadwinner and her husband was the one, you know, not making, you know, <laughs> was the saying, not bringing home as much bacon. And I think it can be hard because then you also feel the load of motherhood. So she was a good reminder of like, he still does a lot. And just because his money do- or his income doesn't earn as much as mine doesn't mean it's not valuable. But then we got on this rant about motherhood. And even though he takes the lead as a parent, especially in the wintertime, but even like generally he is more of a lead parent than I am, I still have the weight, the mental weight of motherhood. Um, the other weekend, I we had this conversation with like Matt and I had this conversation and he just started to responded, well, I'm a guy. And I'm like, that's not an excuse, but I digress. I'll tell you kind of where this come from, but do you, I want to explain like, what do I actually mean by the weight of motherhood, especially the mental load of motherhood? So one November weekend, we were home and I knew I was going to be the one um, where it was one weekend where we had kind of this rare quiet weekend for a while. So I put a list on the fridge of 15 or so things that needed to get done. And I tend to like itemize things, right? So instead of writing clean the house, I will write vacuum, Upper upstairs, vacuum main level, vacuum downstairs, because we may not do it all at once, especially since we have a battery powered vacuum, you know, and I wrote down laundry, things that would normally just need to get done. And then I had also listed off on the way to church, five or so projects or things that were in my mind, right? Like buying Christmas gifts and mailing the Christmas cards and all these things that were on my radar and how and when we were going to get those items done and who was going to be taking the lead. And The thing that's very apparent with that is like those things don't exist in my husband's brain. And when the list is on the fridge, by the way, it's a great trick if you have a partner who you want to see what's on your radar and kind of like around in your brain without having to repeat yourself and nag yourself constantly. He just wrote, walked over, looked at the list and wrote his name next to two of the items. But again, the list was 15 and he wrote his name next to two. And those two didn't even get done that weekend because he then started another project that wasn't even on the list, which is very him. So 
even if your partner steps up and is present in the daily responsibilities of the household and parenting, and if you're still carrying the load of motherhood, I see you. I know I am incredibly lucky to have a spouse who does more than the norm, but still, I carry the mental list, right? And so many women I know, regardless of how much their husband helps, they're the ones carrying the mental list. I candidly don't know any partnership where the woman isn't carrying the list in their head and that has a mental load. So, you know, why I talk about brain dumping, why I talk about keeping those to-do lists, I have mine right here, is because we're often the ones organizing all the things in our head. Again, regardless of how much their partner helps, it's still in our heads. And so I'm super passionate about partners being partners and showing up in all areas of life for that reason, because you know, I expect that out of Matt and some women are okay with doing more, but for me, like we're partners, we're equals and we each need to show up. For example, Sundays, he gives me this business time and he goes grocery shopping. Now I create the grocery list. I create the meal plan and he just takes Danny and goes so that I can have a couple non-interrupted hours to record podcasts and do business things that are helping me grow my business while I'm also working a full-time job. The other conversation that came up this month was questions about my health journey. A lot of individuals I interface with at work are at least 10 years older than me, and most haven't heard about functional or holistic medicine. And I think that's just a generational thing. And again, I'm young in my industry and I work with a lot of executives. And so it's for now quite often that they are older than me. It'll be weird when I'm the oldest, but let's not go there. And it's been awesome to share my journey and help other women realize they shouldn't give up on finding answers. So two months in, and I feel so much better already. I'm lighter. I'm more awake. I'm less anxious. I just, these small tweaks have made such a difference in my health. Do I miss dairy and gluten during Thanksgiving? Yep. And I'm definitely going to miss it during the holidays. Of course I'm going to, but I know how I feel. And now when it's out of my system, I'm not giving that up. I feel so amazing and that's easier to then say no when you know how you feel. I will shout from the rooftops for people to get answers for themselves. So if you didn't catch episode, go back to episode 13 and listen and save the money and then go get answers for yourself. I am the person who was totally like, I'm fine. I don't need it. But now that it has given me so much clarity into my health, I'm 100% an advocate, right? And it's something I plan on maintaining the rest of my life. I plan on getting these holistic diagnostic testings at least once a year because it gives you an insight into, okay, are you low on vitamin D? Are you low on vitamin B? Are you able to absorb your nutrients? Are you needing more iron? Are you dealing with a Hashimoto's flare-up, which would be particular to me? Um, You know, even if you have a good relationship with your primary care provider, they're not going to look under the hood, right? So it's a great complement to a primary care provider and managing more serious, uh, you know, like RA or diabetes or heart issues, right? It's just going to give you so much more longevity. And that's why preventative care will give me longevity and it'll give me a full and joyful life. So who wouldn't want that? So again, happy to talk offline uh, uh, to anyone about it. If you have questions, you know, I can talk to you through my personal experience. Now, again, just like all doctors, right? They're all going to be different. Your experience is going to be different. You'll hear some of that in that episode. 
but I, I definitely am a huge advocate for it. So speaking of health changes, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the other episode, but oh my God, I am so obsessed with lemon water, which is like the weirdest thing. I tried it randomly because I had seen a bunch of other people talk about it and I was like, okay, it's easy. I'm just going to try it. And it totally makes a difference for me. Every morning I start with eight ounces of hot water with a tablespoon of fresh squeezed lemon and a dash of salt. Supposedly benefits of hot lemon water include improving digestion and metabolism, metabolism, flushing out toxins and it provides energy and reduces caffeine intake, which I've seen the benefits of and I've talked about on my Instagram stories. I don't know why that. Obviously, it's saying it's providing energy. Do I know what's happening underneath the hood? No, but I have wanted less coffee and less feel way more awake in the morning by having lemon water. So I'm going to keep doing it. And I actually really like hot water. So it's not a hard stretch for me, especially as I've started this in the colder season. Kind of adjacently, the other thing I wrote down that came up this month was the stigma around therapy. I had a conversation with somebody who I know professionally where she listened to the podcast episode and we got on the topic of therapy. It honestly felt super weird to me to admit to somebody I know professionally that I now go to a therapist. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where I feel like it's always made me feel broken and not good enough because I go to a therapist. But hearing others who do it as well makes me feel a little bit more open about it. A friend I was talking to was a Gen X, I believe, maybe late baby boomer, and she said that her friends have never talked about therapy and it really wasn't normalized. But me and my millennial friends, we do, we talk about it. And most of my friends have a therapist. And I know Gen Z will be leading us all about being open and talking about what we're working on. So if you still feel like that's something for really messed up people or, I don't know, just that stigma, right? This is your reminder that everyone can benefit from a therapist. But it's also not lost on me that these actions I've taken to be better every day come with a lot of privilege. Do I believe that people can prioritize things like functional medicine and therapy? Yes. Especially as we're closing out on the holiday season and or in the midst of the holiday season and people are spending a lot of money on things that are just things, right? There is a way to prioritize your health and not material things. But I also know that some people will just plain not have access to it financially. And that there's nothing I can do about that, but it is hard. But if you're somebody who just has to prioritize it, do it. I cringe at the bills that I get from my therapist because again, I'm seeing somebody who's not covered by my EAP provider because she specializes in a certain type of therapy that my EAP providers do not have access to. Um, but I know that this makes me a better and stronger person for those in my life. I've said this again and again, but I feel like alive and joyful and I can't do that if I continue to fight the demons of my past. I want to feel alive. I want to feel joyful on a regular basis. And I do not want to slog through life like I've seen others do. We're all broken in some ways and it's just a matter of how you approach it, how you face it head on and own being better. Happy holidays. Guess what? We are rapidly approaching the new year. You know what that means? It's time to get that shiny planner full of all of our hopes and dreams and make 2024 your best year yet. But in all seriousness, if you don't have your planner yet for the next year, you better run, not walk to pwplanners.com shop to check out the lineup. Whether it's the planner pad or the dated planner, I have a system for you to reduce your everyday overwhelm. 
Want to set your intentions for your business or personal life or create that vision board to ensure you keep your intentions at the forefront? I have you covered there as well. So head over to pwplanners.com shop and find the right solution for you. Have questions? Don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm only a DM away. Now back to the episode. One of the ways I'm also working on my anxiety is trying to commit to daily meditation. I definitely mean the word trying here because on November 19th, I sat in church and I felt I just had this like pull to do 21 days straight of meditation and yoga. And I was like, okay, well, that's a lot to attempt because, you know, when you're building a habit, it's best to do it like baby steps at a time. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do the meditation for 21 days, just 10 minutes a day. And I did it for two days. And then I forgot, like legit, just plain forgot that I had made this decision to do meditation. I was traveling and I had schedule changes and my brain just like moved on from the intention. So here's me recommitting. I'm using the Calm app because for Spotify, but I have found, you know, obviously Calm has a ton of options. It is a paid app. So if you don't want that, you know, you can certainly go to YouTube or Spotify, but the Calm app has a ton of options. And I've set a daily reminder at my phone at 8.15 p.m. to meditate so I don't forget. The only time I will give myself or where I will find that I will forget then is if I'm like in a bubble bath or busy with something and then I have to mute the thing. But I tried to set it for a time where I should be in bed and calming down. It's one of my favorite habit hacks if you haven't done this before is to set a reminder on your phone for a new habit that you're trying to create. So that's what I'm doing. It will be doing it for the month of December and then we'll we'll see how it goes. On a lighter note, you know, we've talked a lot about health. It's also winter here in the Midwest. So if you're not in the Midwest, I'm jealous because I'm not a huge winter fan, but I swear I'm trying to make the best of it this year. So it means drier air. It means colder temperatures. And I've noticed already a difference in my skin with the temperature changes and it's gotten, you know, super dry. I also got lazy on my skincare routine over the summer because my skin isn't dry. So I'm back to using moisturizer in the morning and in the evening, and it makes a huge difference. I tend to switch between what I'm using. I've used Dime before. I've used other brands. And I had this like, I don't know, it's like something that's called like silky skin, whatever. I don't know. I'm obsessed with it. But that just doing something on a morning and evening basis does make a huge difference for me. And it's something I remember I set the intention for last January to do it. And so I did it through the winter, got lazy over the summer, and I'm back to doing and making sure that I take care of my skin. As somebody who's in her mid-30s now, I definitely think about it, but I am also the person who has historically not done anything. Also did a new thing in November and got my eyebrows laminated for the first time. And I'm not sure I'm going to do it again. I feel like it didn't last at all. So I was kind of curious. And again, if you've done this or had experience, you should message me on Instagram. But has anyone else done it and felt that way? Like it just didn't last Does it take a couple of times for it to like stick and to feel like you didn't just throw away your money? I swear as I get older, I get way more high maintenance. I'm enjoying it, right? I have my nails done for those on video. I, like I said, got my eyebrows done. Um, I've started to get facials, not often, probably like a couple times a year, you know, but all of this stuff adds up. And again, it comes with a lot of privilege. I get that, but I'm also really enjoying it. Again, if you have had experience with lamination, let me know. I'm going to wrap up soon, but with the holidays, I also want to talk about self-care. 
I know it can be such a buzzword, but it's super important, which is why I always talk about the one thing for you for regulation for your nervous system. In the winter, I tend to lean into things that are more self-care related because I'm not getting the calm and peace from being outside in the water like I do in the summer. For me, self-care in the summertime is just like relaxing on the kayak or going on the paddleboard or just like sitting in the sun. I'm such a sun kid. Um, I almost said sun baby and then I said kid and then I realized I'm not really a baby or a kid, so sun woman, whatever. You know what I mean. I got my first massage in six years this month and I don't know. I mean, it was COVID. It was, I don't know. I just haven't done it. And I've been treating myself to getting my nails done again, which I tend to find that is something I cut out for financial purposes. But this winter, we are not only continuing with our monthly dates, but I'm going to do something at least once a month to treat myself. And I have something to look forward to then every month, especially during the dark winter months. It could be for me, there's a new Palladio studio opening in my town or I do hot yoga in my town or acupuncture or another massage, but like something each month where I'm just going and relaxing and doing something different for me outside of the house. I'm suffering someone who suffers from seasonal depression. So this year I'm also doing things to counteract it as much as possible. That includes spending alone time doing something special, which I mentioned, using my light in the morning, which is, you know, those like vitamin D lights or whatever you call them. I'm now just turning it on when I'm doing my makeup because then I easy to remember, right? It's sitting on my counter and I just turn it on. I'm also doubling up my vitamin D per my doctor. And with the holidays pulling you in all different directions, like just don't forget to do something for you because especially like I think of people I know that have multiple kids in schools and they're dealing with the school activities and they're dealing with shopping and they're dealing with you know, work things. And it's just a lot, right? So if you have something on your calendar, even if it's a girl's night, right? But something where you can be like, okay, this is me time. This is me not being a mom. This is me not being a wife. This is me being me. So don't forget to do it. Okay. One last thing I talked, I think I talked about this last month, but as well, but I've been obsessed with reading this year. End of October, I was at 40 books. I really should write down what books I read in a month because I just keep a kind of running list, but I believe I read eight books somehow this month. It's not like I set out to it. It just happened. So some of my favorites from the month, and again, I tend to read spicy books just as a heads up. So if you're not into that, well, then move on. The Cross My Heart series from Roxy Sloan. She's the first time I've read this author. Uh, Yes, it's spicy, but the backstory in these three book series is so good. It keeps you guessing. I was one of those series where I was like, as soon as I finished the first book, I had to start the second book like the same night because I was like, I need to know what happens. It takes place at Oxford College where she is looking for answers on who caused her sister to kill herself. It's about powerful people making bad decisions and you not knowing who the good good guy is. Again, I love, you know, you can visualize all the characters. It's a series where it's the continuous story for the three books. And I don't know. I just... It was a really good kind of, not murder mystery because it wasn't technically a murder, but that kind of murder mystery-esque plus romance. I also read The Woman and Me by Britney Spears, obviously not spicy. I didn't love her writing style, but it was fascinating to hear her point of view as somebody who grew up with her in the height of her career. That one happens to also be free on Spotify for those who have premium for audiobook. So if you don't feel like reading it, you could listen to it. And then at the end of November, I started this off-campus series from L.E. Kennedy, Ellie, and it's super addicting. 
I read the first book in a day and a half right before Thanksgiving. And then there's five books in the series. So I guarantee you a couple weeks into December when you're as you're listening to this, that I will totally have the series done because I will not be stopping the series until I finish. On the Spice Factor, the Cross My Hearts series, I would say is way spicier than the off-campus series, but both are addicting in different ways. The off-campus series is more of like predictable, and sometimes it's nice to get lost in just like a lighthearted story. The off-campus series takes place at college. And I, again, I've mentioned this on my Instagram stories, but if you're a Spotify premium member, they have free audiobooks on Spotify now. And maybe they always have, and they just didn't advertise it, but I've just realized this, and I didn't know, and it's amazing. I listened to one book in November. So of the eight books or nine books by the end of November that I've read, I listened to one of them. And that was uh, from the Janet Ivanovich series, Going Rogue, book 29 in the Stephanie Plum series. So if you've never heard of Stephanie Plum, again, this is a 30 book series. It's one thing I haven't actually read any of them. I've listened to all of them. And if you haven't listened to that series, it's a great one to listen to because the author I would assume it's the same person talking. I actually don't know because she has so many different voices and like the characters actually have a voice, right? So it's a great one to listen to on long car rides. It kind of just sucks you in. It's easy to listen to. It's something that like you don't feel like you can't follow, right? It's easy to follow. And it's about a bounty hunter who seems to get herself in sticky situations. And there's a little bit of a, like, you know, character development, romance. And technically each of the books you don't have to listen to consecutively, but sometimes it'll reference something that happened in another book. So I, you know, tend to listen to them in order. So I'm on, I'm starting to listen to book 30, but I don't have a ton of long car rides in the next week. So we'll see how far I get. So as a November recap, I'm so thankful for this podcast and giving me a voice. It's opened me up to great conversations with friends. It's, you know, had deeper conversations and just, I don't know, it's kind of fun to hear that, you know, people are interested in the health journey and being better every day and time management and really just creating an avenue for me to have deeper conversations on what I can on Instagram. So if you've been enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating and review so other people can find the podcast and then share it on your Instagram stories. I want to know who's listening. I want to be, you know, engage with me. I obviously something where you just listen on a walk or whatever, but if you are out and about doing it, definitely tag me. In December, we're going to be focused on reflecting on the year and prepping for a new year ahead, not only from a personal level, from a business perspective as well. So if you're growing a business, there will be a dedicated podcast episode for you too. So until next time, keep on taking one step at a time towards your version of being better every day. And those of you in the Midwest, when it is dark outside, get your butt outside for 15 minutes a day and soak up that fresh air. Even if it's cold, do it in the sun or you know we don't see the sun a ton in the winter but still get outside and then I won't be alone in that goal because that's a goal for me as well until next time thank you for listening to today's episode of the being better everyday podcast to see any visuals head over to my youtube channel links socials and resources mentioned can always be found in today's show notes I truly appreciate you leaving a rating and review to help me reach more women looking to build systems to be peacefully productive if you are looking for more, you can always find me on Instagram at julie.pwdesigns, sharing the behind the scenes of my everyday life as a millennial mom, corporate girly, and small business owner. Until next time, keep on taking one step at a time towards your version of being better every day.